Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, your host of Let's Ride Your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast right here on the Steel Curtain Network, which is a part of the Fans First Sports Network. I've got to tell you, check out SteelCurtainNetwork.com for all your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. Got everything that you need, injury updates, latest analysis, commentary, all in one spot. Also, FansFirstSports.com. Everyone loves Coach KT Smith. He puts out a lot of great NFL content, which can be saw on the NFL page or on the main page at fansfirstsports.com. So make sure you give those all a check. Hey, it is Wednesday. Happy hump day, everyone. In the second half of this show, you know what we do. We do what we always do, and that is it's time for the mailbag. Time for the mailbag. That is right. The Pittsburgh Steelers are victorious on Sunday. We talked about that on Monday with the Winners and Losers podcast. I have to apologize quickly. My ride or die crew is probably a little frustrated. I think you all knew that it was going to be a, like a 9 a.m. release for the uh, Winners and Losers podcast. It shows up on Apple Podcasts a little bit late. And then all of a sudden, which is normal, by the way, Apple Podcasts is always delayed for whatever reason. And then for some reason, I'm looking on Spotify, which is normally more immediate. Not there. Not there. Still waiting. Not there. Contact support. They tell me that there might be an in, as they put it, an ingestion problem, meaning there, I guess there's a lot of podcasts that are being put out. There's a delay. Needless to say, it didn't get on Spotify till later in the evening. So if you missed that show, my apologies. Go back and check it out. You're not going to want to miss it. But ultimately, we've got a lot to talk about here. We've got a lot to discuss. 
in this show. An injury update is Mike Tomlin met with the media on Tuesday. We are going to be talking about progress. What does that look like? What are the goals? Are they attainable? And we have to update those DEFCON levels. Can't forget that. But let's start off with the news. In case you want a more in-depth listen to Mike Tomlin's press conference, yet you don't want to listen to the entire thing, go check out Dave Schofield's Mike Tomlin press conference recap podcast. You can hear it on our audio platform. And it's about 20 minutes, but Dave does a great job of kind of outlining everything that was discussed, the questions that were asked, Mike Tomlin's overall mood in the press conference. So go check that out. But he did talk about injuries. I just want to update those. All the minutia, you can go check out Dave's show. Injury updates. James Daniels was reportedly having dealing with a groin injury, which Mike Tomlin said could hinder him early in the week. Same was said about Allen Robinson dealing with an ankle injury, also could be limited early in the week. And lastly, big press, Presley Harvin, the punter, who's coming off probably a career game for him. He's dealing with a hamstring injury. Now, the one thing to note, Mike Tomlin did not bring up Levi Wallace, who left the game with injury but was able to return. He did not bring up Najee Harris, who did the same, left and returned. But he was very optimistic about all of these players that were listed as being available when the game starts. they were I, I don't know yet it's early. You know, tomorrow or today, Wednesday, is when we're going to have our first injury report, so we'll know more then. But still, seems like it's pretty good news for the Steelers on the injury front. I don't. I just knocked on wood for those that are superstitious out there, but pretty good news. Okay, let's talk about progress. You know, the title of this podcast is Small Progress is Still Progress. And when I think about progress, I would think about the definition. I read it. I looked it up, the, the Webster, Merriam-Webster's definition, forward or onward movement toward a destination. That is the definition of progress. So I think that there's some Steelers fans out there that after such a dismal start, you know, they think that everything is just going to be at that floor, that starting point. But it can only go up if you ask me. Now, I'm an optimistic guy. If you listen to my show, you know this. It can only go up. And while some of the progress that we've seen is incremental in very small increments, it's better than nothing. And so are we really seeing progress? I think that's a common question that a lot of Steeler fans have right now is are we really seeing progress from week one, the loss to the San Francisco 49ers, week two, the Monday night win over the Cleveland Browns, and then week three, the win over the Las Vegas Raiders. Are we really seeing progress or is maybe the quality of competition decreasing? The 49ers, Super Bowl contender. The Browns, very good defense, yet they have their issues as well. And the Raiders, which I think we all know are not in any way, shape, or form in that stratosphere with the 49ers or even with Cleveland, probably, if we're being honest with ourselves. The one thing I want to try to avoid, I want to try to avoid this all season. And I would recommend that anyone that's listening to this show try to do the same. I want to avoid those sweeping declarations, those broad, but painting with a broad brush, as Mike Tomlin would say. I'm going to try avoid doing that because the one thing I don't want to do is to say something along the lines of Kenny Pickett can't read zone coverages. Well, it, really? Is that true? I don't, I don't necessarily believe that's true. That's a very hasty generalization right there. So I'm going to try to avoid that. So what I wanted to do is thinking about the definition of progress Thinking about this team, I wanted to see if we're seeing progress, what does that progress look like? So what I did is I took team statistics. 
I did not go into individual teams and anything like that. And this should not hinder Dave Schofield's Stat Geek podcast tomorrow morning because I'm not looking up rankings or anything like that. I'm just looking at the Steelers from week one to week two to week three. And I'm looking at the offensive side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball, and are we seeing improvement? Or is maybe the improvement just kind of a figment of our imagination? They're winning, so therefore we think they're improving. But are they really improving, even down to the, 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 the bare-bones statistics? So that's what I'm going to do here. We're going to start on offense. I looked up the following statistics. Points scored, yards gained, passing yards, rushing yards, turnovers, and then overall first downs. Okay, so those are the stats. I did this for offense and defense, same statistical categories. So let's start on offense with the points. Week one, we know seven points. That was awful. Week two, 26 points. Better, but let's also not forget the defense attributed two touchdowns to that total. So not a good offensive showing in that contest. Week three, 22 points. And the offense was able to score two touchdowns of their own. The rest was Chris Boswell. So in the points category, at least when you look at offensive scoring, it does seem to be moving in the right direction. Let's look at yardage. Week one, 239 total yards. Week two, 255 total yards. And week three, 333 total yards. If you're doing a line graph, you are definitely seeing it move in the right direction. They are moving the ball. Whether it's the opponent or whether it's just whatever, there is progress being made. How about specifically passing yards? Week one, 198. Week two, 200. Week three, 228. Again, all trending in the direction that we want to see them trending. Let's go to rushing yards. 41 in week one, 55 in week two, 105 in week three. These are team stats. Keep that in mind. The turnovers. Now, this is progress, meaning you want to see this line going down, this arrow going down, two in week one and in week two with zero turnovers in week three, okay? And the last one, first downs, being able to convert first downs. I was shocked, 15 first downs in week one, only nine first downs in week two, but 17 first downs in week three. So when I look at these statistics, and again, these are the most basic statistics. This is not advanced analytics here, people. I am not the stat geek, numbers hurt my head. What I'm seeing, though, in my very elementary mathematical brain are trends that the Steelers faithful, the people that follow this team as closely as we do here at the Steel Curtain Network, should want to see them trending in every single category. Yes, you can say, well, points in week two was greater than points in week three, but remember, the two defensive touchdowns, if you're looking at offensive points scored, they are going in the right direction. Every single category, that's a good thing. I would say that that's progress. Now let's go on defense. We'll talk about points surrendered in week one, 30. Week two, 22. Week three, 18. Let's go to yards. Week one, 391. Week two, 408. Week three, 362. Passing yards. They surrender 203 in week one, 210 in week two, and 293 in week three. 
Rushing yards, surrendered, 188 in week one, 198 in week two, and then 69 in week three. And turnovers, only one in week one. They had four in week two, three in week three. And lastly, first down, surrendered, 22 in week one, 20 in week two, and 19 in week three. So when I look at these from a defensive perspective, put on those glasses, look through those lenses, I see a team that when you look at things like rushing yards, Yes, there is a huge drop-off. That's a great trend. The trend of turnovers and getting multiple turnovers the last two weeks is a great trend. Being able to limit first downs, again, fantastic. Points going in the right direction. Overall yards, there was that blip in week two. Some big plays surrendered. Passing yards, the 293 given up in week three. You have to look at the complexity of the game. You have to look at how the game is being played and how it plays itself out. The Steelers were up 23-7 to in the fourth quarter. The Raiders had to throw to get back in, and Josh Jacobs wasn't doing anything. The one thing I consider when I look at these stats, there's a lot of people that are probably listening to this show that subscribe to the theory that I talked about earlier, and that was, well, they're playing worse competition. And those people are right. They are playing teams that are lesser than. However, it should be said that this is what the Steelers should be doing. So they play the Raiders in week three. They should limit Josh Jacobs to 69 yards rushing, or the Raiders as a team, not just Josh Jacobs, my apologies, to 69 yards rushing. They should take the ball away at a ridiculous clip, like seven takeaways in the last two games. The offense should improve against a weaker opponent. If these numbers did not go in the right direction, if they weren't trending the way that we see them trending, that would be a giant red flag. But I'm going to go all the way back to the beginning. Progress is progress. I did look up two other statistics just out of curiosity. The Steelers, in terms of third downs, are at a 34.1% for the season, offensively. Just really not, not even close to where they need to be. That's a struggle. The red zone, they've only been there three times. They've scored two out of the three. That's a 66.7 percentage. So some interesting stats there. But the one thing, when I think about this from an overarching perspective, if if this trend, if these trends keep up, the progress keeps going, we're starting to see more and more little glimpses of what we all expected this year. We're seeing like little blips on the radar of the – preseason Steelers that we were expecting in week one. Maybe it's just a few weeks late. But you look at the upcoming schedule, and if this keeps up, they can string some wins together. I'm not saying they're going to go on some crazy win streak, but they can string some wins together. You think about this week, week four at Houston. They come back to Acrosure Stadium to play the Ravens at home before their week six bye week. Coming off of the bye, they have a trip across country to play the L.A. Rams. As we've seen, the L.A. Rams are no easy out this year. But again, not anywhere, in my opinion, near what the Super Bowl team was a few years ago. Then they host the Jacksonville Jaguars, and then they host the Tennessee Titans. I know some of those games are not gimmies. I'm not saying they're layups, but they're winnable football games. And if the Steelers keep trending in this direction, I think they're very winnable football games. Okay, before we take a break, I do want to say that we have to update the DEFCON levels. And this is something I do every Wednesday. And remember, DEFCON 1 is bad. DEFCON 5 is very, very good. So if you get a 5, and that means that there's 
nothing to be concerned about. Let's start on the offensive side. A lot of people are probably curious, what am I going to do with a quarterback, Kenny Pickett? He was a two last week. I have him at a three this week. Uh, Still concerning, but at the same time, a step in the right direction. I saw Kenny Pickett's accuracy, the deep balls there. He still gets flustered in the pocket, and that is frustrating. Definitely throws some passes where you're scratching your head wondering what happened. So if he, but hey, this could be a four. It could turn into a four, and I would love nothing more than to have a quarterback that's a five. Let's go to wide receivers and tight ends. They were a three last week. They were a three this week. Nothing against them. A lot of it has to do with the quarterback play. It has to do with the offensive line play. It's a three. Speaking of the offensive line, they were a two last week. They are a two this week. I just think that the offensive line can be better. I just have a higher expectation for them. I think they could be better. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully this James Daniels injury is not serious. And then the running backs, again, a three. We saw a little bit more out of Jalen Warren, a little bit more out of Najee Harris. That was good to see. So the uh, offensive DEFCON levels, all, all, they all stay the same except for the QB goes up one. On the defensive side, the defensive backs go up one. Levi Wallace, I know he's been torched, but he had two turnovers, two takeaways. That's notable. Patrick Peterson gets an interception for the first time as a stealer. Inside linebackers stay the same at four. They've been doing a good job. Outside linebackers, five, because they're you can't go up from that. I still stand by those numbers. Those guys are tremendous. Defensive line, they're staying at three. Loved what I saw from Keanu Benton. Thought he was tremendous. Uh, we'll just love to see more consistency there. And then special teams, they were a four. I thought about moving them to a five. Just not ready to do that, not with big press. Sometimes he can just be too inconsistent. If he starts to string together some performances like he did against the Raiders, well, that'll change a lot. Trust me. Okay, folks, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back after this break, it is time for the mailbag. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Alright, Steeler fans, welcome back to the second half. It is Wednesday, happy hump day. We're halfway to the weekend. I know you are excited. I'll tell you what I'm excited for. I want you all to check out, uh, the. you can check me out on Twitter, not just for the mailbag tweet, which you all did a great job with this week. We have some new shirts debuting at the Steel Curtain Network store. I'm excited about these. One of them, I stole this idea from my buddy Rob Stats Guerrero, who covers the 49ers. We do a a show every Monday morning, the, the Fans First Football Show, on the Fans First Sports Network NFL feed. You can find us anywhere. We get your podcast by searching FFSN uh, and the FFSN NFL. That's it. You do that, you'll find the feed. And Rob has a shirt that it's kind of like uh, it's in 49ers. It's a gray shirt, but it has like 49ers colors. It's Victory Monday. I said I love that shirt. So I was like, let's do a shirt. Let's do a Victory Monday shirt. So here's what's going to happen on the store. We are selling these Victory Monday shirts. I think they're. I think they look great. I hope you all like them because here's what we're going to do. Every single time the Steelers win, we're going to give away a Victory Monday shirt. We're going to find out. You have to listen to get the details. We're going to give away a Victory Monday t-shirt. So I hope you're all excited for that. And check out, like I said, my Twitter account. I'll put it there, and the Steel Curtain Network will do it as there as well. I'll probably write up an article at steelcurtainnetwork.com. But then we have another shirt, too. We have another shirt. A Fire Canada shirt. I'm not normally one to delve into this type of stuff, but I, I was fooling around and came up with a decent design. Hey, if you feel strong enough that you want to make it known that you don't like Matt Canada, then you might want to buy yourself a Fire Canada shirt. And maybe, just maybe, if the Steelers lose a game, we'll give away a Fire Canada shirt because we're probably all going to blame him anyways. So make sure you're checking me out on Twitter at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T, as well as on all of our, you can find us on Facebook at the Steel Curtain Network. You can find us on Twitter there. Make sure you're on the lookout for that. I'm really excited about those two shirts. All right, I'm excited about the mailbag. Let's get started. A familiar name, again, at the top of the list, my mom, Pam Hartman. She says, what's with Kenny not being, quote unquote, on the same page with his receivers? Do they all need to study the playbook more? You know, that's a that's a really good question based on, I think, of one play in particular. I, I really, the Cam, I'm sorry, Connor Hayward, he goes in, they are not on the same page. I don't know if he's reading the wrong coverage. You know, Cam or Connor, I, why do I keep saying Cam? Connor Hayward, maybe he's reading zone, Kenny's reading man, whatever it was. They got to get that stuff figured out. Like, this is something that for the Steelers, you cannot have these type of brain farts on your offensive side of the ball. I don't know if it's a playbook thing. I don't know if it's a practice thing. Whatever it is, figure it out. Okay, let's go with Heath Davis. He asked a bunch of questions. He said, first, El Jefe, even if the offense quote-unquote turns the corner and consistently score previously unheard of two touchdowns a game consistently, do you believe it is inevitable they part ways with Canada at the bye week? Rumor is the Roonies are not happy. I don't think they part ways with Canada at the bye week no matter what. 
Uh, I think they might redo the structure of the offensive play calling if they haven't already. I think they might take some things away, take them off his plate. Maybe. I don't think they're going to – I don't. I would be – I've said this before. I'll say it again. I'd be stunned if they get rid of him midseason. It's just not how they do business. Next one from Heath. With Twitter allegedly heading towards a subscription model where you have to pay to use it, will you be moving your mailbag to a different platform? I don't know. I would probably still pay – to use Twitter. It's a really big part of my job, so I have to have it. Nonetheless, I understand that a lot of people won't use it anymore. Maybe I would shift to our Facebook page, or maybe I would shift to something else. If it happens, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I'll make that decision at that time. Next from Heath, I am tired of the Najee slander. If we had a B-plus offensive line, he would look like a beast. I like Warren, but in my opinion, he benefits from his specific play calls being more of the O-line strengths. Stretch plays or outside screens, what are your thoughts? I agree 100%, Heath. They're not helping Najee Harris at all. And I mean they, that's the offensive play calling, the play design. If you listen to the Winners and Losers podcast, that's why I had the play design. Najee Harris runs the play design was a loser. Wasn't necessarily Matt Canada by proxy. It's Matt Canada. It's just yeah, they're not helping the dude out at all. I agree with you 100. percent Heath also said, final question. T.J. Watt has become the all-time Steelers sack leader and is only 34 sacks behind his brother in the entire league ratings. If he stays healthy throughout his career, do you think he could make a shot at number one? I don't know what the number one is. Um, I think it's Bruce Smith. I just don't know what where what that number is. I'd have to look at it, so I can't really answer that. Sorry, Heath. Let's go to Corey Eckenroth. I know he asked a couple. He said, well, Jeff, the Steelers won, so I have to call him Matt Canada. If they lose, I'll call him Mateo Mexico, and either name will depend on how the offense is trending. You think he will stay Canada, or will he trend Mexico this week? I think he's going to stay. Let's hear. You said if they win, you have to call him Matt Canada. I think he's going to stay Matt Canada. I think he's going to stay Matt Canada. That's just me, though. Next from Corey, did the Steelers' offense turn a corner on Sunday night, or did they just make enough plays against a bad defense? I don't know if... The Raiders' defense is the worst defense ever. It's not like they're playing a high school team. There's still professionals out there. Max Crosby is still a beast. But I think they did. I don't know if I'd say they turn a corner. Like I said in the first half, progress. And progress is progress. Let's go to Corey again. Do you think the delayed return to Pittsburgh will have an effect on how the team performs Sunday? So in case you didn't hear, the Steelers didn't get back into town when they wanted to. The plane had to make a quick stop in Kansas City. And what was weird is they had to sit on the actual like tarmac. They didn't let them get off the plane. And they had to sit there on the plane and wait. And that's got to be miserable. Mike Tomlin said on Tuesday that they utilized that time with iPads and technology to be able to go over maybe upcoming game plans, watch film from the week, the week that was, all that stuff. I think it was it's smart, first and foremost, to, to utilize the time that's given to you. Uh, but still, yeah. I don't think it's going to have much of an impact if I'm being honest when it comes to uh, their performance. So there you go. Thank you, Corey, for the questions. Tank asked several questions. He said, it seems Canada forgets weapons every week. So can you tell your source within the Steelers that Muth, Austin, Washington need more than four targets combined? And please, no more three-yard swings to Robinson. Let him run a route. They're starting to figure it out. I, I saw some more play action passes. I like the way they were trending. Pat Fryermuth got more targets. I would love to see Darnell Washington get the ball thrown his way for sure. It's a work in progress. Progress, that's a theme. 
Next from Tank, with Alex and TJ hitting the quarterback weekly, do you think a middle linebacker, a gap blitz, is coming down the turnpike, or do they want to save that for when Cam comes back and he can get his yearly eight to nine sacks? I think that eventually they are going to unleash the inside linebackers. I know Quan Alexander is a very good blitzer, uh, but at the same time, you also have to make sure that everything in the back end is covered. So early in the season, with that only that all new revamped secondary. You don't want to leave them hanging high and dry. So I understand why they're putting the pumping the brakes on that. Tank also asked, I asked a week ago or weeks ago, what would it take to get Levi out of the doghouse? Did his two interceptions put him in a good territory? Is he still clawing out of the ground? I think that the two interceptions keep his job status quo for another week. I think that when you think about Joey Porter seeing more and more snaps by the week, that eventually you're going to see more of split time. But I've never said I wanted Levi Wallace benched. I just want to see more Joey Porter Jr. That's really it. Okay, last one from Tank here. What is the deal with the 3-0 three, uh, three line tight end formation? Oh, three on the line tight end formation. Can they run another play out of it every time? It's a tackle for a loss. I think you're talking about the bunch formation. This is something that back in... The early Ben Roethlisberger days, they would do this all the time with Heinz Ward, uh, Santonio Holmes, Nate Washington, those three wide receivers who could both run routes, catch, but they could also block. They would absolutely run and pass out of that. They have to mix it up. I think that's some of the some of what we're seeing here. The trend is that they need to start expanding on the playbook a little bit. So that was, there you go. Good questions, Tank. Thank you very much, as always. Brandon Diaz asked several questions. Can Kenny continue to get better, or will he have a drop-off versus the Texans this week? I th- I'm going to expect consistent progress. It's, it's obviously the trend of the day. Can you do a DEFCON level for coaches? Oh, well, uh, coaches, uh, maybe I'll start that next week. Maybe I can do coaches next week. Okay, next, if parents are going to the Steelers-Ravens game, what is one thing they should see around town? Well, like I said, you know, there's always the like the strip district. Um, go do the Duquesne Incline. Go all the way up to Mount Washington, not Darnell. It's actual Mount Washington. Get uh, some really cool views of the city, of the stadiums. Just enjoy it. It's a great town. Walk downtown. It's a lot of fun. Take one of the ferries over the Gateway Clipper, something like that. And then he says, Jeff, we finally made the red zone. Yep, we did. That's not that great. And then lastly from Brandon, how is fans for Sports Network coming? Coming along great, man. Progress. We are just like the Steelers. Slow and steady progress. We're adding new feeds. We're almost filled out the entire NFL. Uh, we're seeing some growth. It's it's a good thing. It's a, it's a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you for asking. Doc M, Southside Doc says, how is your confidence in the front office since the start of the season? Nothing that has happened this year has me losing confidence in, say, Andy Weidel and Omar Khan. Like, nothing. Nothing. Not the blowout loss at home. Not the shaky start against Cleveland or the, the just the up-and-down game. Like, nothing. I don't think there's anything that the front office did that is equated directly to a result on the field. So, therefore, no. To answer your question, there is nothing that has shaken my confidence. Nathan Van Slyke said, Hey, Jeff, I'm happy to see the offense showing a little bit of daylight Sunday night. What do you? What do they need to do to keep their trajectory heading in a positive direction? Consistency is key, but so is balance. And Kenny Pickett said it after the game. I said it on Monday's show. I'll say it again here. He said, man, it's great what a running game can do for you. That's all you need to know. Get the running game going. Set up play action. Get Kenny Pickett some comfortable throws. Get him, get him all ready to go. That's what you have to do. And if they can do that, they're going to continue to progress. 
Okay, next from Houston Steeler, Chris. If we can get a strong offensive output next week, can we chalk up the rough start to playing against two top five defenses, or am I just seeking comfort? Also, ready to see this team with Cam Hayward and Deontay Johnson back, and he also mentioned 26. That's Anthony McFarland. So for me, I, if, if you see the Steelers continue to progress the way that I outlined in the first half, then I think you can say that the rough start was because they played some really good defenses. I don't think that's an excuse for some of the mistakes that were made, but I do think you have to at some point say, like, you got to tip your cap and say, man, they're really good. People don't want to say that, but ultimately, yeah, there's some of those are really good. Let's go to bagels and bong rips. My favorite. He said, what past or present Steelers listen to podcasts on fans for sports network? I don't know off the top of my head if anyone listens to Steelers podcasts or our podcasts on FFSN regularly. Uh, maybe I'll put out some feelers and see if I can get an answer for you. Is George Pickens really him? Asked several questions. He said, notice how lately it seems like Minka is being painted in a villain light. I feel like there's a bit of contrived drama attempted to be created here. What say you? It is interesting that Minka Fitzpatrick, you know, coming off the Nick Chubb hit, then you have the really bogus roughing the passer call against Jimmy Garoppolo. I haven't heard uh, other than talking heads say anything that's villainous, as you put it. Uh, but for me, I, I think sometimes people just want the Steelers to be talking points because really that's they, they know it moves the needle. Next from, is George Pickens really him? Did you see George's toe-tap reception? That man is good for at least one special play per game. I'm not going to disagree there. Next, everybody wants to downplay the NFL script idea, but when I see the penalties, like the BS one on Minka, that seem to only serve extending primetime games, it kind of makes you wonder, don't you think? It does make you wonder. And to tell you a quick story, my father-in-law, my wife's dad, he is he he likes sports, but he doesn't follow them closely. He doesn't have a team. And so when I started coming around and dating his daughter, of course, I'm all about the Steelers, and he's very interested, and he always wants to bring it up. But he, then he always would say, like, I feel like the NFL's fixed. It's rigged. It's rigged. And I would always say, yeah, that's nuts, man. Like, that is insane. Like, it's not rigged. It just isn't. The more I watch, though, I don't think that they're throwing games, but I do think that certain calls are made to keep games close, especially prime time games. I'm going to go back to Sunday night for this. When you look at that Cole Holcomb hit on Devontae Adams, that was a very, very hard hit. And what happened? They picked up the flag. The, the hit on Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't even close. It wasn't even close to that hard of a hit. And they could have picked up that flag, but they didn't. And don't think for a second that they're not sitting there or maybe have someone in their ear saying, get this, get the Raiders another first down, move the chains, half the distance of the goal. We want the drama because we want people to watch. I, I hate saying that. I really do. But I also believe it. Next and last one from his George Pickens really him. Should I change should I change my Twitter handle now that it's quite obvious that George Pickens is really him? I was thinking, is Calvin Austin really him? Donuts and dab ribs <laughs> and Gunner Ostan. Uh thoughts, suggestions. Keep it the way it is. I like it the way it is. All right, Gray Robe said, name one roster move before the trade deadline. You know the Steelers won't do, but would you love to see for me go get a stud center who's coming up on free agency, sign him long-term, Cole is bad. I think if they do anything, it might be in a defensive back area. I think they might try to find someone like a defensive back that could come bolster it. I'd love a center. 
I'm not sold on Mason Cole as a long-term guy, even next year guy. So I would be fine with that. But yeah, I just don't see it happening either. Okay, let's go to Justin. He said, here's a question. Is Kenny Pickett only effective when the run game is working? Because the 49ers and Browns keyed in and shut that down. And against the Raiders, it worked. Kenny looked completely different. But the real question is, when do you think or how long will this offensive line gel? Well, last year it took four or five games before the offensive line started to gel, and they seem to be on that same trajectory. I do think Kenny Pickett needs a running game. He's a young quarterback. Young quarterbacks need that balance. They need that running game. So by all means, yes, I think he does need that. ELH asks, we know how much you love the Nickelodeon Slime Time games. Please share your feelings about this Toy Story game. Here we go. You know, it's funny. My wife and I were taking a walk the other day, and and I told her about this this idea that the NFL is doing with this game over in London, I think, or it's in Europe somewhere. And they're going to re have the, the exact game in like toy story characters. I just don't get it. I don't get why there needs to be this for young people to be interested in football. Young people get interested in football for a lot of reasons. Why did I get attracted to football? Well, first my dad loved it. Uh, also I love the physicality of it. I used to love watching ESPN and SportsCenter. NFL primetime was must-watch TV in our house. Sunday night at 7 or 7.30, we were sitting on the couch watching Chris Berman, and at that time it was Tom Jackson, do their thing on NFL primetime. It was awesome. I used to love watching the clips of the the team, like the season wrap-ups. They made, gave every team hope. I don't know. That was enough for me. I don't know why it's not enough for kids now. I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Let's go to Bartholomew Grab. He said, Mr. Hartman, do you think we have tr- we will have trouble with Houston's run game and C.J. Stroud running? We're 31st in the league against the run, giving up 151.7 yards per game. You know, I, I don't think it's going to be a gimme. I do think they're going to have some success against C.J. Stroud. He is throwing the ball well. He's also throwing the ball a ton. It's going to be a tough game. I don't think this is one that the Steelers were going to take lightly anyways. I love the fact that Houston beat Jacksonville last week. That way the Steelers say, like, whoa, like this team, like we can't overlook this team. If there was ever that thought going through their head, going on the road against a team that just beat a playoff team last year, it's going to get their attention. I like that. Lou Rita says, what's going on with Najee Harris? He just doesn't look right. He is either hitting the holes quickly or without authority, looks very hesitant when his number is called. The play always looks slow and developing. When Warren takes the ball, he's going downhill. Najee, not so much. I see it too. I think the adjective I used to describe him was lumbering the other day, and that's not a good word to describe a running back. But he's not getting help in the play design. Keep that in mind. Second question from Lou. Fire Canada already. Hey, maybe you want a T-shirt. I think you do want a T-shirt. Go check out the site. Check me out on Twitter. When the opposing defense knows the play before the Steelers break the huddle, that's a big problem. Yeah, when people watching on TV know too, that's a problem as well. Let's go to Omar. Only a couple left. Do you think there's anything more the defense can get to do to get JPJ and Desmond King more involved? I don't want to see Levi Wallace get benched, but also would love to see more of what the others can bring. Thanks. Omar, I agree 100%. JPJ is seeing incremental steps up in snap counts every single week. He played, I want to say, 24-27, one of those two, against the Raiders. And Mike Tomlin talked about this. He said, look, 
we're getting these teams in third and long. That's when he's going to be going on the field. So when they get them in these obvious passing situations is when Joey Porter gets inserted into the game against the Browns, against the 49ers. They didn't have a lot of that. There was a lot of third and shorts. Well, that's not going to be Joey Porter Jr. So in terms of Desmond King, I think he just has to get acclimated to the team. And then he has to show that he's more valuable than someone like Chandon Sullivan and Elijah Riley, who spent the entire training camp and preseason with the team. Good question. Thank you, Elmer. Last one from James. James asks, Hi, Jeff. I've been a listener for quite some time. This is my first mailbag. Finally caved and reactivated my Twitter slash Twix bar account. Whatever it is, do you feel that the coaching staff is being more patient and cautious than usual with all the new players this year? It's a really good question, and that's a great point. There are a lot of new players, especially on the defensive side of the ball. You think about all the new faces, and some in new places on the defensive backfield, the secondary. Talk about the inside linebacker position, uh, the rookies that are being injected into the lineup. There's There's a lot of change, a lot of turnover. Do I think they're being more patient and cautious? I think they're wanting to make sure that everything's in place before they really do open up the playbook. So in a way, I think that you're absolutely right. I think they are being a little bit more hesitant to kind of unleash everything. Kind of makes you excited about what could be, though. I know it excites me. I'll say that. All right, everyone. Thank you very much for the questions. Y'all are great. Fantastic stuff. The mailbag is always my favorite segment of the week. On Friday, make sure you're looking out. Hey, behind enemy lines, I'm going to have someone that covers the Houston Texans on, as well as the all bets are off segment. We'll be back. We'll talk about keys to victory. We'll give our predictions, all that on Friday. Make sure you check it out. You know how we finished it out here, though. Be safe. Be kind and God bless. Have a great rest of your week. We'll see you on Friday. Go see you. My candles burning bright. I sleep for three to four hours every night. Sipping coffee burning all till the morning light. My switches never turned off. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.